to the next edition of Black Coffee with a Little Sugar. I'm Stan. I'm Jason. And I'm Yvette. Hey, we're happy to be back, and um, we are excited because we have a lot to talk about, um, and it keeps changing every day. Um, <laughs> but we, we really want to kind of hit on some topics. You know, we have the, the trial of Derek Chauvin, the, the officer that killed George Floyd. Um, Murdered. 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 Yeah, murdered him in front of everybody. But we'll the get whole back. world. We might even talk about Dr. Seuss for a minute. <laughs> we'll talk about Meghan Markle. <laughs> we never leave out COVID because there's a hell of a lot going on there. And there's some other stuff we'll talk about. We might even talk about Governor Cuomo for a second. Oh, white asshole men. We'll just say it out loud. <laughs> so we got some work to do. And, Here uh, we let's go. Get, let's get started. Um, we're going to start this off with George Floyd um, and, and the trial. And it's not the trial of George Floyd. It's the trial of Derek Chauvin. I'm being particular about saying that. And, you know, two of us live. I live in Minneapolis. Jason lives right beside Minneapolis and St. Paul. So it's hitting us every day in, in certain ways. And, um, Jason, you want to kick off? I mean, your feelings, your thought, what's going on right now with, with that trial? Yeah, you know, it's it's been it's been really interesting because playing playing into a lot of where people are with their fears and how they're feeling after what happened after George Floyd was murdered last year, after a good peaceful protest were infiltrated and 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 corrupted by by those with evil intentions, whether that's a white supremacist intention or a uh, anarchist intention. So people are up in their feelings and they're scared and the city has responded in this manner that they're not going to have it this time, but it really has uh, hit on a really, really interesting nerve around how they have hardened the city. It is not looked like a downtown and a major metropolis. It looks like it's a military base out in a forward, uh, war zone, uh, razor wire, barricades, Humvees, troops. It is, it is surreal. I got a lot of people asking, well, what are you going to do to protect me? What are you going to do to protect our buildings? What are you going to do to this? And it's like, instead of focusing on what the real problem is here is that it's taking this long to just have this go because it's too obvious and it's so difficult for them to find it. jurors because it's so obvious when you watch a video of watching this happen that they're like, how are they not going to be biased? What other information are you going to be able to put forward that's going to change people's mind at that point? And so it's been very interesting. And, and live streaming a trial, um, if you're watching it, I, I, I would advise you to back up a little bit because it, it, it would, it'll overwhelm you if you continue to watch. You know, the one thing I just want to, I mean, Minnesota is so behind. You know, a long time ago, I was a reporter and I covered crime in court. And there were, court, there were, there were video cameras in, in the courtroom in North Carolina decades ago and so we're, we're we're catching up i mean it's a way to be transparent and so i mean COVID is forcing minnesota to do this and i don't think they'll ever turn back doing that again because it's been good for people to be able to see what really goes on in that courtroom but jason you're right about that um and i'm gonna let you jump in but i just want to say that you know i live really close to downtown and you know i'm torn i'm torn i want i want people to be able to protest but I don't want to see what happened the last time because, I mean, we actually, and I don't normally say great things about Minnesota, do I, guys? 
No. <laughs> and acknowledge we have a hell of a great downtown. And, you know, it's not the biggest downtown, but it's beautiful. It's vibrant. There's a reason why Minnesota got the Final Four in, in, in the Super Bowl. It's because of downtown. And those folks, I mean, they're losing. They're losing. They lost because of COVID. They're losing because of the, what happened before the riots and the unrest. And I don't know if they can recover from what already happened. And if something else happens, I know they probably won't recover. I mean, employers like Target, one of our largest employers, they, they decided to move some employees from downtown because the employees don't want to be downtown. And so it's hard. It's hard. But I don't want to focus on business. I want to focus on, you know, we need to get justice for this family. We need to get justice for this family. Is that yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking about. It's like, I don't want anything to detract away from that. We need to get justice for this family. You know, I've read different reports, even that they're trying to bring in George Floyd's criminal past or whatever. And I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Chauvin pressed the life out of that man, literally pressed the life out of that man while he was calling for his mama and pleading for his life. People cannot forget that part. Um, so I don't want anything to get in the way of, um, getting this taken care of the right way. And, you know, and then there's that part of me that says, what if they let him off? What if there is some sort of technicality? Um, I just feel like there's going to be an explosion. So I'm glad we all shared, um, at the recording time of this, um, they've got three alternate jurors to select the, the, the opening arguments won't start until the end of this month. So we're going to bring this topic back up. We're going to have time to talk about this. Um, but, but well said that Jason, let's, let's go to the next topic, which I don't know if I want to talk about, but you got, got y'all got younger kids. Y'all still care about Dr. Seuss. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. They're caring about, you know, I this whole thing. More problems than Dr. Seuss. <laughs> this, you know, the biggest thing is this world's got way more problems than Dr. Seuss and, and folks be acting like six books out of 36 taken out of print by, by the, by the family, by the family, by, nobody, nobody protested. Nobody was sitting on somebody's lawn yelling and screaming to, to cancel something. The family looked back, saw the images, said, you know what? We shouldn't be putting these images in front of children because they're wrong and they're and they're misleading and they're racist and we're going to take them out of print and we're going to say you know what we're not going to continue to do that and they'd already done some of that they'd already changed some of the books earlier on and and, and just the fact that this is the biggest news story for a couple of days is this and i know yvette's got a bunch of friends who are really still pushing it oh yeah i mean i got people on, on timelines i mean everything they have to do is uh, like a dr seuss rhymes i'm like wow y'all really that affected about about this i mean it's like the cat in a hat um, revisited just with some of the posts that I've seen lately out here on Facebook. And I'm just like, I think you guys are really missing the point. It's, it's just not that it's just not that serious. And anytime folks want to be talking about cancel culture, you know, they want to start with things like Dr. Seuss, but there's so many other things that um, could be uh, that you say canceled for sure. I think we should cancel the monarchy, right, Stan? Time to cancel the monarchy. I gotta say one more thing. I gotta say one more thing about monarchy. This is the Dr. Seuss story is the whitest story of the year because you know, when I grew up, yeah, we we 
we we we read a couple of Dr. Seuss books, and I loved them. Yeah, and the Cat in the Hat was great. And you know, and, and I'm I can be very simple minded and like, okay, if there's some racist Dr. Seuss books, get rid of them. They weren't the most popular ones anyway. Get them off the shelves. Nobody don't even know about them except for some white people. And we we only know about the ones that were popular. I'm just I'll tell you, this white person didn't know the titles, uh, so yeah. Yeah, but you're you're our brother, remember? Oh, that's true. <laughs> and and, and I'm, there's people who are starving. There's people who are homeless. There's people that can't pay their bills. And and these people are acting like Dr. Seuss matters. He doesn't matter, folks. Not at all. Nope. He doesn't matter. Anyway, so royalty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Royalty matters. Um, oh. Marco and, oh, boy. Man, we had a fight. <laughs> preparing for this. Yeah. And I'm hoping that it'll happen again. <laughs> she threw everything at us. Like, she was she was coming after us because we felt sorry for Megan. We did. And, like, not, not pity or anything like that, but I'm going to start. And then I'm going to hand off. But yes, I, I, I know Megan, you're getting ready to do it. All I'm saying is that Megan, you know, she experienced stuff that some of us will never even dream of experiencing because we've never been in the damn royal family. And, you know, it's not necessarily an everyday thing. I'm not aching every day for Megan, but damn, it was bad and it needs to be fixed. And Jason, what, what do you want to, you want to say anything about Oh Megan? No, no, I'm, I'm, mm, I'm not, I'm going to let, I'm going to let, I'm going to let the sister go first. I'm going to let the sister go first. You know, these these brothers of mine, they giving me a hard time for how I kind of feel about this thing. And I will go on record to say that how people treated Megan was not right. Right. I don't feel like she was treated fairly by any means, but I am going to say yeah. that Megan should have expected that she was going to get some of this. She absolutely should have expected it. And I, yeah, that's where, that's where I I am about that. Because anytime you're the first anything, you're going to, you're going to get it. And, and the fact that it was the naivety of, of, of her, I just, I I just can't, I, I just can't. I just don't think that Barack expected, even though he dreamed of what could happen, I don't think he saw some of the stuff coming. I don't. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, they call him every name under under the sun, and I think that he expected for that. Really, that how do you prepare to be just like I prepare every day to go to damn work? Because it is the same. Anytime I don't have the whole world watching me, but I got my world watching me. So yes, I I am expected to be better and stronger and faster. Nobody's sitting there worried about my feelings being hurt whether people recognize that my little light-skinned baby is mine. Um, like, you couldn't have possibly had him. No. Things happen like this to real Black women every day, and I feel like just a little bit that Megan weaponized her tears. I well, now, do. Now, With now, Oprah. So so why why was she able to do that, though? Because that's where we were getting to. Is 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 the is the heart of the matter that she should have known better? Is the heart of the matter that she lived a different life as a biracial woman, as a as a light skinned woman of color? I don't think that people would have cared that much if she didn't look the way she did. Like old Princess Megan, 
We feel so sorry for you. I mean, I, uh. <laughs> I mean, this is this it's is a the, hard sell. The mo- I mean, the monarchy, the monarchy did this to they did this to the they did this to Diana. They pushed her out for different reasons, and they and they abused her in different ways. So, but how did so? Yeah, you could maybe see this coming. But why doesn't Harry get any of this hate then? Why doesn't he get any Harry of this? He should have into it. But why shouldn't he have known better? Why why did he bring why why did he why isn't he in, in trouble for bringing her into it then? What Harry is without a protecting white, her. Harry is a white dude. What is he gonna What is he gonna know about how that looks? Seriously, how is he gonna know? Just like how you gonna know? Because you hear your because you hear your family talking and you know the difference between talking talking right and talking wrong. Or maybe he felt like you know what because she was half white that would be okay that they wouldn't treat her so bad as far as race goes. I mean, I think that he knew that it was going to be a struggle because she was an outsider. Anybody who is an outsider um, is going to get treated a certain way. And let's see, you know, maybe Megan felt like she was going to be treated exactly how Kate was. I'll admit this, Yvette. You sound a lot more reasonable (laughs) and you're making a lot more sense. And so I'm going to give you credit for that. But I'm going to tell you one thing that's true. Like, it's something personal that you have against Meghan Markle. <laughs> we, all, we all have that person in our lives. And my best friends know, like, if you say a name, I can't say the name. But if you say the name, I mean, it's fighting time. Like, I'm ready to kick somebody's ass if you say the name. And so why do you have such a problem with Meghan? And don't tell me you don't. I do, because I feel up there. I feel like she sat there and cried. I don't want to say cried like a baby, but she she's sitting up there crying and it's black women struggling all over the all over the damn world. And it just makes me mad. It just makes me mad. I mean, nobody cares if I cry because, you know, people might not think that I'm smart or people might not think that I'm capable of doing my job or calling me names behind my back. I mean, I've had people where I work, you know, at a trade show, refuse to believe I was who I was. So, you know, no, that's what it is. I, you know, know I think, going, Jason, we know how to get you that going. Anybody, uh-huh. that's, you know how to get her worked up. Say Meghan Markle. That'll yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. It'd be all set. It'd be all set. Be and- the next topic. And um, I, don't, I wish we didn't, but we have to. <laughs> I mean, March Madness. I mean, I went to a school, and it is royalty in basketball. We talked about royalty. Carolina is a blue blood. Um, we have six national championships. Our latest one was in 2017, and we absolutely sucked this year. Yeah, and it was so bad. One day of match March Madness, and it's over. It's all over. My bracket is busted. Did you pick us to win some games? I always pick us to win. <laughs> My bracket always ends up with us winning the game. <laughs> I didn't do it bracket because I, I, I we got seven yeah. freshmen. That's the only excuse I'll make. Seven freshmen. They don't know how to play yet. But don't at least know. we got there, right? No, Carolina. Uh, no, he said he's. he's I know what she's saying. 
There's only she, one school in the history that's gotten in more than us in this Kentucky. So, no, it, that's not a win. No, no, no that, no, no, that wasn't about, what I was talking about. She was talking about knocking Duke out. She was talking about that. That's that's what she's holding on for this year is that they knocked Duke out. So, I so there's that. Having fun enjoying us losing now. Like, they, mm-hmm. they, they got the upper hand right now. Because they got, <laughs> I mean, because, yeah, they got, they got, they got school by, you know, coach's son playing, uh, you know, on, on Wisconsin there. But, the, you know, it's funny, the bracket, you talk about the brackets. We do ones with the girls. And and they, it's hilarious because you know one of them's got North Texas winning it all, and she's actually got two wins. She's actually leading the pool right now, so it, <laughs> it's a fun time. It's a fun time of year. It's a distraction. We we missed it last year. We didn't have it, so it's nice to have it this year. But you know, spring training baseball is coming back. The Twins are gonna uh, here in Minnesota are gonna get to have fans in the stadium, and you know a lot of Minnesota huh? baseball team. Uh, they are, yeah, they actually have a pro baseball team. I know you you you, you never know, right? I'm a huge Yankee fan. Everybody knows. Yeah, well, you know, yeah, you root for the IRS too. We know. Yeah. So you know, this is I, I, it, I'm a winner. Yeah, uh, and then I'm not even a Twins fan. I'm, you know, me. I'm the Cubs fan in the in the in the team. So, but yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see some of this stuff coming back. But it, there's also stuff that's gotten us through. I mean, there's there's things that that have been able to hold out. We're still we're still in it, folks. Don't 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 fool yourself. It ain't over yet, but it's coming. I mean, we the last podcast we did a little bit of like look back a year, and I mean, I want to look back for March Madness though. I remember being in the conference tournaments, and they were we were in the middle of these basketball games, and they took players off the court and said the tournaments are canceled. I mean that that is how dramatic it was back then, and so we've come all the way back to this, and you know, I mean, I've I've mentioned D nice several times, and. This is the anniversary of club quarantine. Anybody that don't know, go to Instagram and, and go to D Nice. And he basically he started off in his in his basement or some dining room, and then it reached like a lot of people, hundreds, thousands of people. And he plays music, and he got a lot of us through this quarantine because we didn't have anything else to do. And so this weekend is the anniversary of that, and so a lot of us are kind of going back and kind of having something to smile at during all this craziness. You know, we got, we got the vaccines coming. So the smiles are there. Uh, like I was saying before, the light is at the end of the tunnel. Um, but there's still the variants out there. We still got stuff that's, we still got stuff that's, that's, that's reaching back. We still got numbers going up. There's, there's whole countries that are still under underneath this, but um Y'all having any luck finding that finding that vaccine? I don't wanna. I don't wanna. I mean, you're trying to like get away with just talking about the vaccine, and I'm not gonna. <laughs> this is not happening. Like, we got two black people on here. We got a white person on here, and guess who got the damn vaccine? <laughs> who got the vaccine. Yeah, not me. Like, oh, oh. Who? Who? Yeah. Who got the vaccine, folks? Yeah, we're trying to work responder. on it. What? Come on, He's a and he works around kids, so I'm playing. But we didn't get the vaccine yet. <laughs> and and the hunt is real, and the search is real. I mean, I, I we're playing, but it is it is the disparity is real, and the and the difficulty to find it is real. The the, the you know we're playing a little bit here, but you know I'm glad you that you're getting it because I know when we talked early on, you were you weren't so sure. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, even if 
something, you know, gets me, you know, I, I contract the virus, even with the vaccine, you know, maybe it wouldn't kill me. So my thing is like, I, I don't want to die like that, man. So I want to be able to, to get this, uh, get this vaccine in me. And so I can maybe go knock my brother on the head, you know, I bet you, I bet you, um, I bet you Megan Markle got the vaccine. I bet you Megan did. Maybe she pulled her connections with Oprah. Oh, yeah, we, we we left Oprah off the off the list earlier when you were getting all upset, but we'll, <laughs> we'll come back to we'll come back to her. I know that talk about real royalty there. Yeah, that's royalty for sure. So, so Jason, I mean, I know we don't want to talk about schools all the time, but I do. I am curious about this news story that just broke yesterday or whatever about like officially kids can be three feet apart instead of six feet apart and what's happening man why why can't we make up our minds you know as being someone who this entire time is like oh trust the science trust the scientists follow the, the, their lead um there's been two things that have happened during this thing that 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 have really tested me on that the 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 quote unquote science around the fact that kids don't spread it the entire time we were talking about that none of our kids were in school and anybody who's ever had school age kids or been in a school knows that in the first month of the year, everybody gets a cold because you just, you just, they're doorknob lickers, man. The kids are just doorknob lickers oh, at that point. They're just, everything is nasty, man. <laughs> oh, a doorknob liquor, liquor. It's just, it's just that concept man. They just, they, 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 their oh. germs are everywhere. Their germs are everywhere. Disgusting. <laughs> That's that's our that's our phrase for how dirty they are. I Sorry. can't even get that visual out of my head now. <laughs> You're welcome, America. Uh, but no, so so the reality of the fact that we thought it wasn't going to happen is annoying. And then now this push had this conversation with somebody the other day because they were all mad about why are we going back and why is you know when they look at the districts and blame the districts for this. Governors are telling us to go back. The president's telling us to go back. He's tying money to going back. You, the, the, there is no chance. There's no choice in this anymore. But what's happening is they go back. And then now you've got we've got teachers here in, in Minnesota getting sick. My kids already been out two weeks for, for their classroom having an exposure. So, I mean, it's going to continue to happen. Now, do I think we need to get back at some point? Sure. But it it confuses me when you start saying, this entire year, six feet was the number, and now three feet's the number. Like I, magically, I ain't confused. Mine just not gonna do that. I mean, I'm not gonna agree with somebody saying that it's it's three feet. I mean, do people understand how close three feet is? No, man, we're not doing that. Nope. Close enough to lick a doorknob. <laughs> the, the moon boys will be at the house. Uh-uh. And I'm gonna copy your words. I ain't confused either. Mine is going back. As as possible. She's going back. We need school. We need school. We need it. So I know she's listening and she's going to hear this and she would agree. She's going back. Yeah. You know, I, I brought up the relief package earlier when we were talking about the getting back to school and, and language being in it that said we had to reopen schools in person in order to get a bunch of money to fix schools. So politics has been a huge part of What's been going on with the pandemic? Everybody knows that, and it hasn't changed. And right now, politics is a—it's an interesting thing because we had a four years of being really angry at somebody we really had every reason to be angry at, but then we have things that happen that are similar, 
and how people react has been very interesting to me. You know, we've got a border situation right now where we've got more and more people coming and that's not a bad thing. Let's start with that. I, I, I don't I'm not upset that people are coming to this country to get away from the, the horrible things that are happening to them. But we do still have kids sitting in cages. And it's interesting how both sides are trying to spin this in a different way than it than it was for the last four years. And I just I just don't know. One of those things that we talked about not being confused about the science. This is one of those things that is interesting for me around politics, how we spin it. Well, I'm not confused. And you were very diplomatic like on that one. I'm not confused at all. I think there's a big difference between a president that ran on on doing something like on that. And then when bad things were happening to people, and kids were being separated from their families, he didn't do a damn thing about it except for campaign more on it. Now we have a new president who, yeah, it's a mess, and it, it's, it's been a mess, and they're trying to hustle and try to figure it out. I think they're, like, they're totally different things, and I'm not going to give the Republicans a pass on this one because they campaign, they've been campaigning for years on this. And, and it's silly, and and it should be fixed. It needs to be fixed. It needs to be fixed for everybody. And um, I, I think that I trust that better days are ahead in this area. I trust that. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I feel like at least we have a president who cares about the people, how, they, how they're feeling, you know, and, and how they're being treated. I mean, he didn't cause the situation, and sometimes it takes – a lot longer to fix the mess that you didn't create. So, you know, folks just need to, to give it a little bit more time. You know, it's, it's horrible that those kids are in the situation that they are, but you know, all around America, there are kids who are hungry and, and who aren't being treated well, and we got to clean all of it up. Just one more thing on this. I don't want to be naive. I don't want people to think I'm being naive because, because I've got people in my life that are really close to this issue. And I get to hear all the time that, you know, Barack Obama was not a champion for us during his time. And and that's true. But you know what? Joe Biden has an opportunity to fix that if he wants to, or if he, can, he, he has an opportunity to fix that and be better. But I'm not trying to say that it was great under that administration, but I'm saying that, that the words that, the words, words matter. We're going to talk later in this program about some words. They matter. And um, I, I just want you to understand that we get, Nobody's done a good job, and somebody needs to. Yeah, I think the interesting part about that, you're talking about trying to fix it. And the one thing that was in this uh, that he has done and they pushed it through was the relief package that did have uh, money in there around child tax credits and and stuff that they've talked about that if they continue it and they get to do it right, will decrease childhood poverty and childhood hunger. So that'll be huge. Um but again, and another one of those funny things about politics, right? Everybody and their brother who's on the Republican side of things yelling and screaming about there's too much money, 1.9 trillion, all this, that, and the other thing. I ain't seen any of them lining up to give it back to the government. <laughs> they, they, they're all going to take the money 
and they're all going to spend it. Now, if you want to donate it to a cause, great. That's still helping somebody. Take the money and spend it because you ain't giving it back, I know. And for all of you that make too much money, like you know who, texting us at 1130 at night saying, be glad spending my money. I work for that money too. I pay my taxes. I do those things. Stop yelling and screaming. If you make too much money, then good for you. You make too much money. You work hard. You earn your money. Stop yelling at other people for getting something back in the middle of something where people have lost jobs, lost businesses, and they need a little bit of help. And if if some people that are in the middle ground like me that maybe didn't need it but could use it to get off of some debt, then great for us too. We're brothers, so I can say this for you because you can't take shots at your family, but I can. (laughs) Stop being a hypocrite. The approval ratings for this stimulus package is over 65% approval. So, So some of you people who think that the world's coming to an end because we have a new administration. Y'all like this one. Y'all liking this one. Yeah, money in your pocket. You would say, mm-hmm. what's not the like? We're going to go buy some more guns. Just no, 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 no. Here he goes. Oh, after, seven, <laughs> after their background check passes, right? Oh, wait, not everywhere. Uh, not mm. everywhere. Speaking of which, more more a hole white men. Uh-oh. So we gotta we gotta do this. We gotta talk about this. And I'm I'm starting this off because I gotta own it. You know, white folks aren't monoliths either. But white men, we all got a problem, y'all. I'm talking directly to other white men right now. We gotta stop. We gotta stop acting like we're in charge of everything and that everything happens to us and that we get to do whatever the hell we want. And then just walk away from it like it's no big deal. And the king of this right now is Governor Cuomo out in good old New York. That's well, upstate wait. New York, man. That's upstate New York. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, Albany don't count. It's only I'm NYC for you. Outside. Yeah, but I mean, seriously. Yeah, I mean, from if it wasn't bad enough that you played with the numbers around around the virus and maybe got people killed. Then you just start whip, you start going after women left and right and just like, no, I ain't, I ain't stopping. I, I, I am who I am. I'm like, really? You privileged, misogynistic a-hole. I mean, just. Wait, tell us how you really feel, Jay. <laughs> oh, he ain't the only one. Let me go next to that. Huh? Let me go next. Yeah, you go ahead. So, I mean, this was kind of, it was painful at the beginning because, I mean, I was liking Cuomo back when he when he was like leading the coronavirus work because nobody else was doing it and so he got some credit and then you know when you're a celebrity like that when you're a big person up there it's common to have and I'm not saying it's okay but it's common to have people coming after you but six women later damn bro something like that's that's just too much smoke that's just too too much smoke and when are you going to resign? Like, they're going to have to force you out? Come on, you got to know when you've lost. Get out of there, man. But that's Trump politics too, though, right? Because he, no matter what uh, former President Trump did, said, whatever, he was not leaving. So if it's good enough for Trump, I guess it's good enough for Cuomo. And 16 yeah. minutes later, because he's going to have some more come out. He's going to have more, but mm-hmm. so did Trump. Yeah. 
And and that's my problem is that you cannot sit there and yell about Trump for the last four years, and then when it happens to you, you you sit there and and play the same game, and it's got to be a New York thing because I just I just watched uh, caught the the Borat movie, the second Borat movie, and dude, Rudy was dirty. Rudy was nasty in that thing, and and it was real that he was trying to get in with that that girl. You got to watch that movie because they got him fully on film. They got him fully on film trying to hit on the reporter. The, the girl playing the reporter and getting down in his bed and getting his hand in his pants. I mean, it is, it is straight up like, nah, you, it, 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 I have no these, idea what you're talking about. I have no I idea what you're saying, bro. Okay. Go look. Yeah. Look it up. It's not, it's, it's, it's online. It's white. It's white folks thing. Borat, you know, Borat movies must be a white folk thing. But, I see Borat. I'm like, Mm-mm. nope. Uh, I know you didn't know nothing about it. I know that I threw that one in last second, but you know what? Again, the the lack of empathy, the lack of remorse, the lack of acknowledgement of what you do and how it affects someone else. And I'm not saying that I'm not getting in this whole argument about everybody's going to be offended about everything. You physically did things to people. You said things to people that were wrong. And you've got to acknowledge it because what happens is you get some twisted, twisted, almost, almost dropped an F-bomb there, uh, uh, folks who are young and, and – and have mental illness and then they go out and then they shoot up massage parlors in, in, in Georgia. And then we start trying to make excuses. First, first we, we call it what it probably was, was anti-Asian racism to start with. And then they said, well, no, he's got, he says he's got sex addict. So it was sex workers. And I'm like, so we're now we're blaming them. So now it's okay because that's what you say they were doing. It's still, it's still how we're, it's still white men acting like they can do whatever they want. And just get away with it because you just blame it on everybody else. You know, I, I'll say it because they got to wait forever to talk about terrorism and label something. You know what it was? It was a fucking hate crime. That's what it was. Yep. Yep. That's what it was. That's exactly and, what it was. And it was a hate crime whether it was just women or whether it was Asian women. It's still a hate crime. It was still hateful. It was still based on a hate and a power structure that needs to be called out. Somebody's got to do something about it. I mean, it's, I remember making a post uh, about it and, you know, and somebody was quick to come out and say that it wasn't race, but I'm like, even if it wasn't race, it's still wrong. We need to call out these things that are wrong. And um, just like when wrong things happen to people in the black community, or any other community, we need to call it out because the thing that I remember most um, is silence and we cannot afford to be silent. That makes people feel like everything is okay and it is not okay to treat human beings that way. We are all created in God's image, all of us, black, white, whatever, whoever you are, we are all created in God's image and we have a right to, to live. Words matter, right? Words, Words really matter. matter. And, you know, I mean, I don't want to talk too politics, too much politics, but I got to, got to take a shot. Um, there were, there's been a lot of words said in Atlanta and in, in Georgia and Atlanta over the last few years. And, and then there's been all kinds of comments from the leadership the, of this country. Like the president would, would label, you know, the China virus, Kung flu, all kinds of stupid things like that, and not think that that wouldn't have an impact on a bunch of idiots. Of course, you got you got people that's going to follow anything, and you're giving them permission to do crazy things 
and hate people. And Absolutely. now it's coming to fruition. It's happening. And, and it's not okay. It's not okay. And you know, last thing I, I just thought about this, you know, Georgia seems like this epicenter for change in this country right now. When you the, the ups and downs, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Growing pains. And then bam, triumphs and then 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 chaos and tragedy. But you know, we, we have to hope that we'll win. We will win at the end. You know, yeah, we have to believe circle. that. Bringing it full circle, but you, you made in God's image. Images matter too. And so going back to our, our brief hit about Dr. Seuss and why some of that stuff was taken off the shelves is because the imagery in there was negative. The imagery in there was stereotypical and racist. And our imagery is is the problem. We say the word terrorism, and most people in this country, even if they even if they're 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 enlightened and well informed, the this country looks at terrorism and looks at the face of of you know um, a Muslim man. They they look at a terrorist when you when they when they they talked about all the time Osama bin Laden's face was the face of terrorism for this country. So folks are like, it can't be terrorism if it's this white guy doing it. No, it can be terrorism. He is a radicalized, insane individual. Just the same person that would put strap a bomb to their chest and go to a market is the same person who would go, walks into a massage parlor and starts popping off rounds on a gun he bought the day before, which would, that, that goes back to that whole problem we have too. But again, we've we've created these images in people's heads and we programmed ourselves to not think of it this way. But you hit it on the head right away, Stan. It's terrorism and it's a hate crime. It's white terrorism. That's what it is. But people won't say that. I mean, yep. it's, it's, it's what it is. People don't want to look in the mirror to see the face of a terrorist. And, but you can, you can readily believe it if they're black, you can readily believe it if, you know, if they're from somewhere else, but not when it looks like you, it's white terrorism. That's exactly what it is. And that's what we need to call it. Let's, let's end this on peace though, because we're not going to let these people win. And, you know, there's so many, there's families who lost, lost a parent, lost a sister, lost, it's, it's just terrible. And, you know, it's death. And, and we lost their contribution, what they could have done. Um, and that is so important, you know? Yeah. So our hearts go out to, to those families. They're in our thoughts and their prayers. And I mean, we can do better as a country. We can do better as a society and we're all in this together. And I mean, we just need to act like it. We have to start acting like that. Anything else you guys want to say before we wrap? I think especially how you were saying though is is this 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 is the latest symptom, but but the to the Asian and Asian American communities, um, it, it's it, we've got to we've we've got to hit this one and stop this one for for this right now. I mean, it, it, there's there's a million different reasons folks do things, but it's it's gotten to the point where. Uh, people are beating people up for no reason. People are, are calling people out. People who are professionals are using those terms like Hong Kong fluey and, and all that kind of stuff. Stop. It, 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 you know, there's so much history and, and depth to what Asian Americans have gone through in this country. You've got to, we've got to call it out and, and show support because it can't just be about one, one group being oppressed. We oppress too many groups. Yeah, we need to call it out each time. Each person can do their part. If you hear something that's not right, call it out. If you're saying stuff that you shouldn't be saying, cut it out. I mean, we have to be able to be grown up enough to know, okay, enough is enough. And change starts with with each of us. Well said, well said. And we'll end on that. And um, 
we're um, happy you listened to um, this edition of Black Coffee with a Little Sugar. And um, I'm Stan, Jason, Yvette, and we're kind of signing out. Take it easy, y'all. Take care. <laughs>